It's time to break down the Buffalo Bills week 11 opponent, the challenges they present and what the Bills need to do to deal with them today on Locked on Bills. You are locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Well, folks, you know the drill. It's time for our full breakdown of the Bills' next game against the Jets. We'll work through the nuts and bolts of the matchup, talk about Zach Wilson, Robert Sala, the Bills' offense against the Jets defense, the Bills defense against the Jets offense, special teams, the whole works here. So let's get into it. The nuts and bolts, the Bills are back at home in week 11 to host the Jets. And here's what's interesting about this game. It's the first and only time this season that the Bills play back-to-back games at Highmark Stadium. Take that for what you will. The game will be played on Sunday, November 19th at 4.25 p.m. Eastern time at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. The game will be broadcasted on CBS, and the Bills get the the top crew for CBS. Jim Nance on the play-by-play, Tony Romo, the game analyst, and Tracy Wolfson, the sideline reporter. This will be the 127th all-time meeting between the Bills and Jets. The Bills hold a record of 68-58. and all-time against the Jets. Of course, the last meeting was earlier this year. Week one, a Jets win 22-16 to in overtime. The Bills led by 10 with six minutes left in the third quarter, and they lost the game courtesy of four Josh Allen turnovers. The Bills enter this game 5-5. Five and five. The Jets are 4-5. and five. The Jets' four wins came against the Bills, Broncos, Eagles, and Giants. Their losses came to the Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders. Head coach of the Jets is Robert Sala, 44 years old. He's in his third season as the Jets head coach. His first year, they went 4-13. and His second season, they went 7-10. and 4-5 and so far this year for an overall record of 15-28. and Of course, prior to being the Jets head coach, had a very successful run as the 49ers defensive coordinator from 2017 through 2020. The quarterback, of the Jets is not Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, he got injured against the Bills and will likely miss the entire season. And so Zach Wilson is back at quarterback, six foot two, 214 pounds, 24 years old, of course, was a first round pick in 2021, number two overall by the Jets out of BYU. And to this point, he has started 30 games, and the Jets are 11 and 19 in those games. In 2023, he's completing 59.8% of his passes, averaging 207 yards per game, five total passing touchdowns, six total interceptions, 
and a passer rating of 74.6. Now let's get into his splits and his metrics over the last four games. Again, we're not doing the entire season. I think it's most important to look at the most recent sample size of data. So we're going to look at the last four starts by Zach Wilson. Average time to throw, 2.84 seconds. That is 21st in the NFL. So this isn't one of those quick triggered quarterbacks that gets the ball out right away. Zach Wilson will hold on to it a little bit. He's also been sacked 19 times over the last four games, and that's the most in the NFL. He's been sacked on over 10% of his passing plays, so a very sackable quarterback here in Zach Wilson. I say that because the Bills have faced some quarterbacks that just throw the ball extremely fast, get the ball out immediately. You know, a couple weeks in a row now, Russell Wilson and now Zach Wilson, guys that will hold on to it and give you a chance to sack them. Average depth of target for Zach Wilson, 8.2 yards from the line of scrimmage. That is 17th in the NFL, so middle of the pack. 11.5% of his throws are 20-plus yards down the field. That's 23rd, so not a ton of deep balls when it comes to Zach Wilson. When he does throw deep, 6 of 18, 192 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. 68.5% of his throws go to his first read, which is middle of the pack, 14th. Now, when he holds on to the ball versus when he gets it out quick, Let's talk about that. When he gets it out in under two and a half seconds, which is 44% of the time, completes 70% of his passes. Now that's only 22nd in the NFL. And his passer rating of 77.1 is 30th. So not a super dynamic quarterback when it comes to the quick game. Now when he holds on to it, which over two and a half seconds, which is 56% of the time, he only completes 48% of his passes, which is dead last in the NFL. And his passer rating is 75.1, which is 24th in the NFL. Zach Wilson is under pressure 43% of his dropbacks. That's third highest in the NFL, so a very pressured quarterback. And when he's under pressure, you know, not the splits aren't great. 58.6 passer rating under pressure, which is 22nd in the league, 48% completion percentage, which is 17th. When he's kept clean, he's also not that good. Uh passer rating of 85.1, which is 25th, and a completion percentage of 64.1, which is 30th out of 32. Play action, not a big part of what they do. Only 18% of the time, that's 28th in the league in terms of frequency. Has a pretty decent passer rating, 94.6 with play action, which, look, in relative to play action passer rating, that's only 19th. But when you consider the guy's total passer rating this year is 74.6, and he's like 20 points higher with play action, if I'm Nathaniel Hackett, I'd probably do a little more play action if I was him. Well, hopefully that starts next week, not this week. Uh, screens, 9% of the time, that's 23rd, so not a huge screen team, and 4.5 yards per attempt on screens, which is 23rd in the NFL as well. So that's the book on Zach Wilson. Obviously, this isn't the quarterback the Jets would like to be out there. They uh, moved on from Zach Wilson and brought in Aaron Rodgers for a reason, and of course, that only lasted a few plays, so they had to turn to Zach Wilson, who I guess in some areas is having his best season, it's the best completion percentage, the best yards per game, the lowest interception percentage. Like, there's growth, I guess, but the bar was real, real low. You know, you're not looking at this player as a statistically great player. Now, the challenge is really the last two times you played Zach Wilson, he beat you, right? I mean, no, he didn't start week one, but he played, you know, almost that entire game. And, and of course, the game before that, they beat you twice with Zach Wilson at quarterback. So you can minimize this quarterback all you want and, and rightfully so he's not one of the better quarterbacks in the league I think he's probably you know bottom eight starter in the league but you've lost to him 
the last two times he played extensively. And so you got to keep that in mind as you get ready for this game. And, you know, you shouldn't take anyone lightly. This Bills team at five and five with losses to the Jets and the Patriots and the Broncos, the Broncos at home, you know, there's nothing you can take for granted ever, especially under the circumstances of 2023. All right, we're going to take a deeper look into the offensive side of the ball for the Jets and what's going on there. So stick with me. But I got to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the funnest, most exciting, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is incredible. Here's the deal it's just you against the numbers, it's not you against thousands of other players, including pros, including sharks. It's just you against numbers. Here's what you do you select two or more players, you pick more or less on their projected stats. And you place your entry. That's it. Doesn't take long. You can make an entry in under a minute. And then when you win, the withdrawals are super, super quick. I love all these sports right now. I love them even more when I have a prize picks entry going into a slate of games. It just makes it that much more exciting. So go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The offensive coordinator for the Jets is Nathaniel Hackett, 43 years old, first season as the Jets' offensive coordinator. Of course, he was Denver's head coach last year. That didn't go well. And then he was Aaron Rodgers' uh, offensive coordinator with the Packers for a few years. And, of course, that's the reason he's there, right? It's for Aaron Rodgers. Well, that lasted all of a handful of plays. And so – Of course, he continues the operation with Zach Wilson. Here's how things are going. They average 16 points per game, which is 30th in the NFL. I think they've scored three touchdowns in the last five games. Not a a great scoring offense. They average 4.7 yards per pass. That's 30th. 4.7 yards per rush, which is actually pretty good. That's fourth. 11.9% turnover percentage, which is middle of the pack, 16th. And they score 28.4% of drives, which is 30th. Uh, 25% third down conversion rate. That's terrible. That's dead last 32. And their red zone touchdown percentage is 23%, which is also dead last. So not a team that moves the sticks, not a team that scores when they get to the red zone. They don't score a lot of points in general. Um, and so he's not a very good offense, right? There's, there's there. I don't have to, the numbers speak for itself. They're not a good offense. Uh, wide receivers. Let's talk about the personnel. They got a great wide wide receiver one, Garrett Wilson, super good player. Second year was the offensive rookie of the year last year. Dynamic route runner, good with the ball in his hands, good speed. He's he's a stud. Uh, He's their number one guy. Uh, He thinks he's their best offensive player. Alan Lazard is the number two receiver. Think about Gabe Davis and think about a worse version of Gabe Davis, and that would be Alan Lazard. Very limited player, inconsistent hands, big, clunky route runner that uh, doesn't really get open, high variance at the catch point, but that's their number two receiver. Xavier Gibson is now like the number three, and he has four catches this season. And Randall Cobb's the next receiver, and he has three catches. They had Miko Hardman. They moved on from him. Corey Davis retired before the season. Their receiver situation outside of Garrett Wilson is not good. At tight end, Tyler Conklin is their starting tight end, and he's their number two option in this passing game. Pretty solid tight end, uh, but you'd like for him to – be probably your third or fourth option in the passing game with a better number two receiver. And then CG Uzoma, uh, who's been a disaster for them this year, uh, is the number two tight end. At running back, Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Let's talk about that running back tandem because 
there's a lot of thoughts like earlier this season about the Bills really kind of missing the mark and not drafting Brees Hall. Brees Hall's not having a great season, and neither is Dalvin Cook. Brees Hall has had two big games. The one, of course, against the Bills. We had 127 rushing yards, keeping in mind that 83 of those 127 came on one carry, and that was because the Bills were misaligned. They ran three tight ends to one side. The Bills didn't shift or adjust, and they got gashed for 83 yards. He had 177 against Denver. In the other seven games, Brees Hall has had nine yards, 18 yards, 56, 39, 17, 50, and 28. And I know the offensive line hasn't been good, but I think you could pump the brakes on the Brees Hall love and any idea that the Bills really missed out by not picking him in the first round and waiting and picking James Cook. I'd rather have James Cook. And then Dalvin Cook has just been a non-factor for this team. Like, that was such an overrated thing. If you watched Dalvin Cook last year with the Vikings, you knew, like, he had missed. He, he He's missing what made him great in previous seasons. And I can't believe that the Jets gave him the contract that they did, that there were other teams that were involved. Like, he, he he's cooked. He's cooked. And so a lot of overhype for that running back situation. I know that, again, Aaron Rodgers in a, in a healthy offensive line, this might be a different conversation. But this, this running back tandem isn't what people thought it was going to be starting this season. Targets for the receivers. Well, real quick on the on the carries. 107 carries this year for Brees Hall, 47 for, for Dalvin Cook. That's their breakdown. So kind of a two-for-one deal there. Targets distribution this year, 55 targets for Garrett Wilson. Then it's 33 for Tyler Conklin. Then it's 26 for Brees Hall, 20 for Alan Lazard, and 10 for Dalvin Cook. So when they throw the ball, it's going to Garrett Wilson. And if not, it's going to Tyler Conklin. And if not, it's going to Brees Hall. Like, it's a pretty defined order here of who they want to get the football to. Now, their offensive line is an interesting situation. They've got injuries here. And they've got a potential for Dwayne Brown to play. He practiced in full earlier this week, and he's – they opened up like a 21-day window for him to return. I think they have until next week to decide on bringing him back. I don't know if he's going to play in this game or not, uh, but if he does, that probably shifts a couple of things. Uh, so let's operate as if he's not going to play because he has not been activated. Their left tackle has been Mekhi Becton. Um, has been really missed the last two seasons, was a first-round pick, playing left tackle. like He's been available and played. I don't think he's been great. Uh, but at least he's been available, which is more than he could say the previous two seasons. Their left guard is Lincoln Tomlinson, and I have some friends that are Jets fans, and they complain a lot about Lincoln Tomlinson, a big free agent signee from the 49ers a couple of years ago. I thought he got a lot better last year, and looks like this year kind of more of the struggles that you saw earlier in 2022. Their center, Joe Tipman, a uh, player I like a lot, uh, rookie out of Wisconsin. I think he's going to be a good player for them, but he's a rookie who's clearly still finding his way. Their right guard, Xavier Newman, uh, I don't anticipate that's that's not a starting caliber player. You know, they're 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 down Elijah Vera Tucker, they're down other players, Billy Turner as well. And he had to start the last game out of necessity. I'm thinking if Dwayne Brown is available, some type of musical chairs happens here so that Xavier Newman's not starting at right guard. Their right tackle has been Max Mitchell who I think is a below-average player, more of a backup type. Uh, studied him out of Louisiana Lafayette, never was a big fan. And so what has happened in the past when Dwayne Brown has been available, 
Becton has played right tackle, and that happened for like 101 snaps so far this year. So I'm I'm curious what the Dwayne Brown domino effect is, and if it's just him to left tackle, Becton to right tackle, and, but you feel like they'd want to do something about getting Newman out of this lineup. So we'll stay tuned there. So what are my keys for the Bills on defense against this Jets offense? Number one is win the line of scrimmage. Win the line of scrimmage. Your defensive line should be able to really dictate terms up front. You should be able to play on the other side of the line of scrimmage against the run. You should be able to affect Zach Wilson with your pass rush. You should be able to win matchups. Your defensive line talent is superior to the Jets offensive line talent, and that needs to show up on Sunday. And there's been too many times where I felt like that was the case for the Bills, and they didn't necessarily take advantage of it. They need to take advantage of it this week. That's number one. Number two is don't get gashed in the run game. You know, I think for as inconsistent as the Jets have been running the football, man, they've had some good performances against you. Going back to week one, you gave up some big explosive runs. Going back to last year, Michael Carter. They, the Bills made Michael Carter look like he was Barry Sanders in his prime. Now, the, the Jets recently cut Michael Carter, um, so he won't be a factor. But I'm just saying, like, there's been running back success for the Jets against you. Stop it. Don't get gashed in the run game against the Jets. And then number three is Garrett Wilson. The best player they have on offense is Garrett Wilson, who I think is a budding star and emerging as one of the better receivers in the league. Now, I'm sure Garrett Wilson would love to have not Zach Wilson throwing him the football so he can have even more production, but he's still their guy. He's a route runner. He's got speed. And that's got to be your primary deal on on, on defense when it comes to your coverage. Take care of Garrett Wilson. Who are they going to lean on? Alan Lazard, Xavier Gibson, Tyler Conklin. You got to deal with Garrett Wilson. So win the line of scrimmage. Don't get cashed in the run game. And take care of Garrett Wilson because that's the guy that can really be the problem when it comes to this Jets offense. Folks, I'm not going to lie to you. I am obsessed with DoorDash. The convenience is simply unmatched. We're all busy, right? We're all trying to figure out when we're going to get to the grocery store or when we're going to have time to make dinner or what's for dinner. Well, you don't have to worry about that because DoorDash will bring you groceries right to your front door. They'll bring you dinner. They'll bring you something from the gas station. Let's say you want a Milky Way in an energy bar or a Gatorade, whatever you want, they'll bring it right to you, to your front door. It's it's unbelievable convenience. And I especially love getting food from my favorite local restaurants. I actually ordered uh, Mexican uh, last night from El Vallarta right down the street here. Great tacos. I love their salsa. It's like a spicy salsa with a lot of cilantro in it. Super good. Love getting it. Uh, and I love that I can get you know a lot of my favorite local restaurants, whether it's Rosario's, my Italian spot, Smoke Pit's, my spot for barbecue. They bring it right to your front door. And I love that. And I love the consistency. When you get groceries, they bring it to you just like you picked it up off the shelf. So stop worrying about what's for dinner. Stop worrying about what you're going to snack on. Stop worrying about when you're going to have time to get to the grocery store. Let DoorDash handle that for you. Got a deal here. Get 50% off up to a $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, when you download the DoorDash app, and enter code LOCKED23. That's subject to change. Terms apply. Don't forget, use our code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change. Terms apply. All right, let's close it out by examining this Jets defense against the Bills offense. And there's, there's no secret here. The Jets defense is really good. They're bad on offense. They're really good on defense. 
And because of that, they, they have a chance to win games, right? They're four and five with Zach Wilson as their quarterback with injuries, injuries on their offensive line with an underperforming uh, wide receiver core. They're able to win football games. They're able to beat the Eagles. They're able to beat the Bills. They played a real close game against the Chiefs. So this is the this is the bread and butter of this operation. Coordinator is Jeff Ulbrich, 46 years old, third, third season with the Jets, prior to being with the Jets, Falcons linebackers coach from 2015 through 2020. So far this year, they're allowing 19 points per game. That's seventh. 308 yards per game. That's sixth. 4.9 yards per pass. That is second. I mean, that is crazy good. Under five yards per pass allowed. 4.3 yards per rush. That's 22nd. 12.7% turnover rate, which is 16th. Their takeaways, they come in bunches. They've got, they played nine games this year. Four games with zero takeaways. And they have two or more in the other five, including two, four takeaway games this year already. Um, and they had three in the other. So they they're turn, their, their takeaways come in bunches. Third down percentage, 40%. They allow a conversion. That's 18th. Red zone touchdown percentage is 44%. That's fifth. So less than half the time that opponents get to the red zone against the Jets, they, they don't score a touchdown. That's really good. Their blitz rate, super low, 17%. Second lowest in the league. The Colts, the lowest blitz rate, in case you're wondering. Uh, the ha- They have the highest pressure rate, which is 30%. So the Second lowest blitz rate, highest pressure rate. That's that's a good recipe for defense. When you can rush four and affect the quarterback and keep seven in coverage, you're going to be good on defense. Uh, their sack rate is 8.1%, which is ninth. Let's talk about this personnel. Uh, they got a deep group of edge rushers, and I really like this group. John Franklin Myers is one of their key players up front, and he gave Spencer Brown some problems in week one. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, first-round pick from last year, has really, really emerged this year and uh, is playing good football, making impact plays. Bryce Huff, one of the best rush specialists in the division, in my opinion. Like, you think about that Josh Uche type player. Bryce Huff has that, a lot of burst, a lot of bend, and he's giving the Bills some trouble. Michael Clemens is a second-year player with a lot of skill, and then they still, like, Carl Lawson plays like 10 snaps. Like, that's how good this edge, edge group is. Carl Lawson as the fifth guy, you know, it's, I mean, that, that's a heck of a fifth defensive end. And you talk about depth at edge, that's about as good as it gets. Their defensive tackle situation, Quinn and Williams, you know about this guy, one of the premier defensive tackles in all of football, super disruptive, hard to deal with, hard to deal with, makes plays. Now, Al Woods was his running mate, and that's more of a traditional nose tackle. So guess who their new nose tackle is? Quentin Jefferson, right? You know Quentin Jefferson. He played for the Bills. He's an athletic, penetration-style player. You know, asking him to play the nose, not necessarily a best spot for him. And their run defense has severely suffered because of that. Stay tuned there. Uh, the depth there, Solomon Thomas, kind of a defensive end body that plays inside. And then Tanzel Smart, who is kind of their Al Woods re- replacement. You know, he's bounced around. I think he's been on literally every team in the league as a developmental defensive tackle. Not a good player. Their linebackers, this might be the best, like, well, I'll I'll pump the brakes because the 49ers have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, but C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams, this linebacker duo that the Jets have, man, it's it's top tier. It's premier stuff. These guys are awesome. Uh, Quincy Williams has really emerged as an impact linebacker, great in coverage, fast, physical, 
just making impact plays and CJ Mosley is playing at an extremely high level. Um, you know, for as bad as his start to his tenure came with the Jets and how big that contract was, what he's done over the last two seasons is right back to elite level play, especially this year. Those guys are awesome. So uh, you think about what they can do in coverage, what they can do downhill, they're, they're a problem. Cornerbacks, I mean, best pair of corners in the league, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, they're awesome. They play great complementary football to each other. Uh, I like the skill sets, right? You got one guy in Sauce that's long and gangly and uh, can play in zone, and DJ Reed's a smaller guy that a little bit twitchier. Their slot player, Michael Carter, he's a stud. I mean, it's a great, it's a great trio of corners. At safety, Jordan Whitehead. Remember him? Three interceptions against the Bills in week one. I'm not sure he's had another interception this season, but uh, and I've always thought of Jordan Whitehead as more of a, like a good tackler, downhill player, but certainly proved against the Bills he can make plays in coverage. And Tony Adams, uh, the other starter there, um, they had an injury earlier in the offseason, um, and Tony Adams has stepped in quite well uh, for them opposite of Jordan White, just kind of filling into this defense, a very assignment-driven defense. They're disciplined. Uh, they affect quarterbacks with four rushers, make plays on the ball. They're good. They're really good. And obviously, we know the Bills have had a lot of trouble with this defense. Even when the Bills' offense is clicking, they're having trouble with the Jets. So we'll see how Joe Brady and company can impact things this time around. My keys for the Bills on offense against this Jets defense, number one, take care of the football. I'm going to say it until I don't have to. <laughs> take care of the football. You take care of the football, you got a chance to win football games. You do. Look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are not a good football team, but they're 6-3 and three because they don't turn it over and they take away the ball. Nothing is dynamic or good about the way that they play offense. Nothing. But they're 6-3 and three because they don't beat themselves. Can't say that for the Buffalo Bills. Sloppy. Sloppy football team. And, like, I know that that generally means Josh Allen and taking away the football. It's more than that. It's it's drops. It's missed assignments in protection. It's running backs being able to hit the right hole. And, of course, a little bit of a fumbleitis last week with James Cook. It's defensively, you know, rush lane discipline, tackling. Penalties, like, it's a sloppy operation. So take care of the ball. Don't beat yourself. Number two is run the ball. Run the ball against the Jets. And I I hope the Bills do. I hope the Bills run the ball a ton. I really do. I think when you watch the Jets and Raiders game from last week, that game became different when the Raiders said, you know what? And, and Antonio Pierce, their interim head coach at halftime, he came out and said it in the sideline interview. He said, we're a run team. we got to get back to running the ball. And when they did that, that game became different. And so I think you should run the ball against this team. You don't throw it effectively against them, and literally nobody does. Not Patrick Mahomes, not Jalen Hurts, not Justin Herbert, not Josh Allen. So don't like beat your head against the wall and try to get all this passing game production when it's not there to be had against the Jets. Run the ball. They're not good on run defense. 31st. 31st in rush yards per game this year. 22nd in yards per carry. They don't have Al Woods in there. Get Osiris Torrance and your physical run blockers, Deion Dawkins, and move these guys off the ball and pound the rock. I'm, I mean, I'd probably call up Leonard Fournette for this game if he's ready. Revenge game for Ty Johnson. Like, get these running backs going. I, I plan to run the ball like 30 times. You don't hear me say that type of stuff. But why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Nobody throws the ball on this team and does it well. And you certainly haven't been able to do it. Now, you, like, you don't just throw the ball 10 or 15 times. Like, I want there to be a passing element to this team. But I think their best pa- their best chance on Sunday to have good 
efficient offensive output is to lean in the rushing offense and then get the play action game going off of that. And then number three is pass protection, right? Like they got rushers, Quinton Williams, John Franco Myers, Jermaine Johnson, Bryce Huff, Quinton Jefferson. Those are all good rushers. And you got to figure out your protection schemes. And the Bills protection schemes have been really good this year. But this is a different challenge because they don't really send pressure and they can win one-on-ones. And so you have to be pretty selective on who you help. You know, who, where, where, what are your priorities? What are your weak links on your offensive line in terms of pass protection? Lately, it's been more Osiris Torrance, a little bit of Spencer Brown. And how do you help that right side a little bit and while still being able to handle what you need to handle elsewhere? So good protection schemes are going to be critical. Recapping here, take care of the ball, run the ball, pass protection. Special teams real quick, Greg Zerline, their kicker. He's having a great year out of nowhere, 35 years old. He was like low 80% field goal made the last three seasons. So far this year, he's 22 of 23. His only miss was beyond 50, and he's hit two beyond 50. He's been unbelievable. Their punter is Thomas Morstead. He's an older punter, but I, I have so much respect for him. I think he's one of the best control, consistent punters in the in the game. Like His ability to pin teams deep, his ability to get good hang time, really mitigate return opportunities, I, he's as good as it gets. He, I think he's a big reason why. Their script, the jet script of football, can get you to four and five despite what they have on offense. They can win some field position because they have Thomas Morstead. Their kick returner, punt returner is Xavier Gibson. He returned a punt against you for a touchdown that lost you a game earlier this year. Let's just not mess with that guy. And not that he's been super effective otherwise this year, but I don't know. The Bills' punt coverage units have been shaky this year, and I don't have much of an appetite to mess around with that. So get fair catches and live with it. I think that's your best path. All right, so there you have it. Bills first Jets Sunday afternoon, 425 kick. My keys, my breakdown, here it is for you. I hope you enjoyed. Got another conversation coming for you this week uh, where I'm going to deliver my final thoughts, and I'm going to spend a lot of time in my final thoughts talking about Joe Brady, expectations for the offense over the last seven games, some bigger picture concerns that I have for the football team. That's going to come in the next conversation in addition to Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills and my prediction. So don't miss anything. Make sure that you're subscribed. We'd love it. If you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast, have a great rest of your day. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.